and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. The night no one comes home. Welcome to Horror on the Rocks. On tonight's episode, Frank Jones' special guests Mike are live from Mars Brewery, where they talk horror masks and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. They're coming for you, Barbara. Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Horror on the Rocks. Yeah, we're back. We are back. On a Sunday. With a very special episode. And a very special guest. Yes, a guest I've wanted to have on the show for a while now. Um, this is probably step one in like how not to make a podcast is bring your listeners onto the show because yeah. then you get one less li- listen. But without further ado, we yeah. have our very good friend Mike here. Clap it up for Mike. Hi, Mike. Thank you. Hi. Yeah. Hello. There's Mike. He's a devoted listener, a horror, a big horror fan. Yeah. Um, he's That's filled correct. with immense knowledge, I think, of yeah. just. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> we, uh, Mike got roped into this because we all went to go see a movie at the Philadelphia Film Festival right. on Friday, which we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, got a couple beers in him after And the by show. roped in, don't try to like, don't try to brush over <laughs> what you did, Frank. You pretty much <laughs> just I I forced demanded, him. I demanded you told him that show. he was going to watch the movie we're reviewing. That's right. Really gave him no choice. Whereas I was That's trying right. to play it a little more cool, like, it's up to you. Like, you do yeah. what you... Frank's like, nope, you're doing it. But <laughs> yes. I'm kind of glad that you went with that because I've tried to get Mike on the podcast and maybe my methods weren't effective enough. Yeah. So he's here though. So whatever you did worked. And by the way, Coercion you just worked. heard a, uh, <laughs> a barrel slam in the corner. That is a barrel of delicious beer from South Philadelphia's own brewery. Yeah. Ours. And it's spelled ARS. Um, but yeah, it's this really cool spot on West Passion. Pa- yeah. 19th and Passion. Um, it is to set the scene. Wait, by the way, you're from Philly, Mike, right? Isn't it Passion? Isn't that a true Philadelphia? Depends on your accent, yeah. Okay. Just, I'm not from Philadelphia, but I, I've i always heard it pronounced both ways and wanted to confirm. Passyunk, Passyunk. Yeah, to set the scene, uh, we are in, basically, this brewery is the width of like two garages, and half of it is yeah. a kind of tasting room with a bar and TV. We are right next to uh, delicious brewing beer barrels. We're next to the tanks right yeah, now. We're literally right next you know, to the an arm's length away, and there's a ton of brewing going on right yeah. next to us, which is kind of cool. It's a very cozy spot. So They've thanks really, to Frank for finding this. Yeah, I mean, this is I found this brewery because, uh, honestly, because um, it's close to my neighborhood, but after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they made a IPA called the South Philly Special after the play where our quarterback Phil- caught a touchdown. I know that. Do you remember that? I, I, that's something I do know, shockingly, so, the Philly In honor of special. that play, mm-hmm. the Philly Special, they made the South Philly Special, which is delicious. Did which, it taste as good as it was? To watch that play unfold, I mean, like, can you somehow compare it? Every every <laughs> sip of that beer, I thought about what it felt like to be a champion for the first time <laughs> in my life. So it, it was wonderful. So I had that beer. Yeah. 
Um, interesting story. This brewery's been here for about three years. Founded okay. by twin brothers, Sean cool. and Andy. Oh, wow. Andy used to uh, work at Victory. Okay. And uh, Sean kind of handles their business end. Uh, he also, all their beers and all their, like, packaging has, like, really awesome drawings on them. Um, I love their like the whole aesthetic they have. If you if you look them up online, look them up on Instagram, yeah. you see what it is. It's a very kind of like hand drawn feel to all their stuff. And they have a good selection of beers. So I see the two of you are drinking some flights. Tell me, Mike, what you have over there. I'm my second flight in, and oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the last we hear <laughs> from Mike after this. <laughs> I like them all so far. Yeah. The Wolf Songs IPA I really liked. I liked the um, I think it was called Wayne's. That's what I'm drinking, the pale Wayne's Pale. Ale. Yeah, it's yeah. like a nice, light, and they easy sipping. They did say that that yeah. was their staple, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's that a, one's really good. In, in, in talking to the folks here, it sounds like the brothers set out with the plan to make Saison's, like, specifically, but demand in Philadelphia kind of drove them to uh, making hazy, hoppy things, and for that I am grateful because True. they are good at it. Right. Uh, what are you drinking, Joe? I'm drinking the Wayne's Pale. It is very tasty, as I was saying before. It's nice. It's light. It's uh, easy sipping. So, um, yeah. So everyone looks very happy with their drinks. Yeah, I got a flight going here. I have. Let me pull this up real quick. The Ashland f- Porter that you have there, I just finished. It was really delicious. Yeah, I'm just taking a sip. So the Ashland Porter. I also have the. Um, background music pale ale, the constantly repeating IPA, uh, the life defined West Coast New England hybrid. Sometimes I find the New England hybrid or the New England IPAs are just a little too juicy for me. This one's good, and it's actually hmm. if you're look, looking at my flight here, it's kind of uh, the most crispy looking of them. Right. Um, but yeah, really good beers. Great folks, come down here. They have they always pretty much anytime I've been here, they have a food truck out front, and yeah. every time I've been here, it's been a different food truck. So um, come check them out. Visit and they have them events. Do they have yoga? Here. And they have different things coming up. Yoga with Jake, so. a chili cook-off in November. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're looking at their schedule here. I think I had. I either had Tijuana tacos. Yeah, I had Tijuana tacos last time I was here, and you had Marco's tacos. I just today. had Marco's tacos. How are Marco's tacos? It was very good. All right, it's really yeah, good. So check it out, <laughs> folks. Um, and thank yeah. you to Ours Brewery for yeah. having us and um, hosting us today. Yeah, um, let's let's do a quick cheers oh as yeah. we do. So cheers, cheers. Boom, boom, boom. Before we get into news, yeah. just a little preview this episode. Uh, we got Mike here. Um, uh, very happy to have him. We are going to be reviewing Halloween three. Season of the Witch, yeah, and it's which, because of Halloween. Yes. So happy Halloween, folks! Yes. This episode you're going to be get this dropping. If, if on I do or my about job, it will be out before Halloween. I'll, I'll remind. I'll be on top of this. I know one. you will. Yeah. I know you will. <laughs> um, and to go along, you know, you'll 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 hear our breakdown of the movie. Very much involves masks, so we're going to be doing a list of our favorite horror masks, yeah. or horror movies right. with masked characters, iconic masks, whatever you want to call it. And there are so many other Halloween movies that we could have done from the series, but this one is such a standout, polarizing film. That I'm yeah. so glad that you, you did this one. Yeah, <laughs> so I think because it's Halloween, we went with the most, I think, interesting one that's just going to create some good discussion. So this is also, I, had any of you seen this before? No. Yeah. Heard about no. it, but yeah. never saw it, and wow. But I anyway. Mean, life is complete now. now that <laughs> I finally see it. Let me tell you. Uh, anyway, but yeah. Yeah, before we do that, a little horror news. Um, so 
fun fact, we got Mike onto the show because uh, we all went to go see The Lodge, the Philadelphia Film Festival um, and, uh, in Center City. We, did, we had a Friday night date. On a Friday That's night right. date. That's right. Just a couple of bros. A, 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 a late night. night. Am I yeah. a bro? <laughs> I mean. You are now. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a late. Well, I thought it was a late movie. 9.30 p.m. for You're betting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. been a while know, since I've I seen a movie that late. I did check to make sure you didn't fall asleep at one point. <laughs> well, I told you I napped that yeah. day. That's the reason why I was able to go. But um, yeah, so The Lodge. Um, part of the Philly Film Festival. Yeah. And I, we don't want to say too much about yeah, it. Yeah, I had a feeling this movie was going to be in the film festival. And I don't know about you guys, but I am really glad we went to see it. I loved it. I was really happy. Yeah, they gave us we little cards to, to rate it on, one to five, yeah. one being terrible, five What'd being What did you great. guys rate it? I went with a four. I went with a five. I didn't rate it because I had to go to the bathroom very badly. <laughs> um, but had I rated it, I would have given it a solid four. Yeah. I think after talking about it with yeah. you guys, I would have given it... Like a four point five, or I don't know how to say five because that's I think like that's a hard number to hit. Yeah. But like it, I, I liked it more after our discussion. Yeah, it's, I'm it, very easy to please, but it does have that effect that after you speak, like with other people who have seen it, yeah, it, you, you start to get it. that feeling that of, yeah. of how good it really was. Yeah, yeah. there's and a lot we, going on. We learned that the um, the the folks that made it, it was their first um, English language movie. I I hope and. I really do think they're going to get another shot to make an English movie. Um, and even if they don't, like, there's some great foreign horror yeah. movies, too. Like, you don't even need an English one to, like, showcase my, your chops. My only concern is this. So the guy that sits us down and said, you know, I don't want to tell you much about it because the, the less you know about this movie, the better, which is absolutely true, which is why we're not going to talk about the plot, the acting, the cinematography, nothing about yeah. that. Um, but, you know, we all enjoyed it. But um, he did say that it has a lot of similarities to whatever their their non-English movie was that they made. Yeah, right. It was really good. So my hope is that they're not like a one-trick pony. Right. And they, they don't have more uh, movies to make because they, they're, they're kind of in this one vein. But I haven't seen that movie. Um, that said, so this movie was originally slated to come out in November, and now it's pushed to February, which is very interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see kind of, uh, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of horror movies that I like personally that do really well critically, but audiences have a really tough time with, you know, like on a, on a mass commercial scale. I could definitely see this being that kind of movie. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And the um, other movie that they um, were well known for is called Goodnight Mommy. Um, came out in 2014. I have heard of this one. Um, I actually really want to see it now. I'm curious yeah. to see how much is similar. So if you're really, interested in seeing The Lodge, maybe check out Goodnight Mommy first yeah. or just keep it in mind. Uh, the other thing I noticed is this movie got picked up by Neon, which I meant to look up before this podcast what they put out. I I very much felt like um, this feels like an A24 movie. Like this, yes, uh, this, absolutely. This movie is the kind of movie that A24 seems to be snatching That's up. That's the company that... Uh, release Midsommar it comes at and night. Hereditary it comes at night a bunch of oh, other uh, yeah. Moonlight right. I mean, they have a lot of great horror stuff too but they really mm. that that production company I feel like recently has been like we're going to put out some stuff that other people just wouldn't take a gamble on and it's right. paid off but uh, yeah go see it if you get a chance moving on uh, a little bit of horror news. I don't have a whole lot. Uh, I have some stuff. Oh, wonderful. Why don't yeah. you go first then? All Dave? right, Frank. Uh, so uh, I love following Jamie Lee Curtis on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> she just has some real entertaining, interesting stuff on there. But um, she released a photo not too long ago of her on the set of the Halloween sequel. So the next one's going to be called Halloween Kills. It comes out in October 2020. And then Halloween Ends, which is going to be the third one. I guess it's a trilogy is coming out in October of 2021. Uh, for Halloween Kills, though, the one that's coming out next year, 
We have the same three leading ladies coming back. So Judy Greer, who plays Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the movie, uh-huh. and then her granddaughter, played by Andy Matichak. They're all returning. As is Kyle Richards. She's mostly known now for being on Housewives, the reality show on Bravo, but she played Lindsay Wallace in the original Halloween. It was one of the kids that um, Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting. So she, she's, really? she's returning oh, wow. in adult form. Not sure what role she's in adult play- form she's not going to be resurrecting her <laughs> child okay, like- Frank, drink your beer and <laughs> shut up <laughs> um there's also a trailer out for this movie called the turning starring Mackenzie davis and finn wolfard and finn's been in a few horror stuff with it uh chapter one and two and stranger things um the other thing that i all right this is with a heavy heart i have to say this so they're remaking clue what? They're remaking. Uh. Mike, are you? A, I know Frank and I feel like a oh, yeah, fan like out about this, but yeah. what's your take on Clue? Are, I like are you know? The Clue okay. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a cult classic, one of my favorites of all time, like perfection. Don't mess with it. But so Jason Bateman's in talks to star and direct it along with Ryan Reynolds with developing the script. So that potential, yes, because yeah, I feel right. like they could do something good with it but it's more so just this is such an important movie <laughs> to me like don't mess this up um, what do you got though news what do i have uh so a movie we've talked about a bunch uh robert eggers or edgers second movie it's follow-up to the witch uh-huh. the white house came out on october 18th it is apparently already beloved it's 93 percent certified fresh 94 percent with the audience definitely um, getting a lot of buzz that yeah movie. you know i just like look at it like it's a black and white movie with two people. Like it feels like it's going to be long and slow, but if it's already getting such a high audience score, that kind of makes me feel like there's a, you know, it's, it's, it's not a movie that's going to flounder like that. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. Other than that, th- there's another movie at the Philadelphia film festival that I'm not actually sure if it's a horror movie. It's called the parasite. It's an yeah. Asian film. It, it, Korean. I, I saw it described online as I wrote this down a black comedy thriller. So uh, the trailer looks very horror-y, but that is apparently absolutely crushing it. 99% fresh with the critics, 92% uh, positive with the audience. Um, it's a director so. that did Snowpiercer, which is a really cool movie. It's I have Netflix- seen that. I think it's on Netflix. Um, I think he also did The Host, if I'm not mistaken, oh, which is okay. also, again, it's like a monster yeah. movie, but like more than just that. Um, but nothing related to Ghostbusters. I feel like, Frank, every time <laughs> there's a ghost. And that's my cue to check out. So Joe, I'm actually looking for an excuse to. Joe, if there were Ghostbusters news, I would give it to you. All right. Yeah, I, you're just like trying to like drop it last minute to like be real <laughs> unsuspecting. No, sadly, do not. All right. Ghostbusters. The only other news that I had was that. Yeah, I have one. Um, being a fan of the show, I know the structure. So <laughs> I came up with. So like. Uh, I love it. John Carpenter. Definitely associated with Halloween franchise. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he co-wrote, um, it's called Joker, Year of the Villain. It's the comic book. We were just talking about it on Friday. Uh-huh. It's like a comic book that um, just came out. So oh, wow. Something Does to check out if you're... in the comic world? Like, has, has he written comics? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Not No, not necessarily, but yeah. they just they put him as part of it, and it looks really interesting. So wow. Yeah, it looks good. Um, the only other piece of news I have is apparently David Duchovny is added to the cast of the uh, the Craft remake that we are what? all writing. David Who's Duchovny? he playing? Isn't he one know. of the witches? I'm trying to no. <laughs> all the witches are already cast. Remember, are they all really? People we've never heard of Joe. We talked about it on the. Podcast. Did we talk about the casting though? Yeah, I was like the whole bunch. Of I wasn't there. there. I was not. I don't recall. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have for horror well, news. Anyway. I have one more. So, okay. 
Marvel is going the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have a ton of movies out, but they're going to try to apparently they're going to try to attempt their first horror movie within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's really? going to be the sequel of Doctor Strange. Interesting. Okay. Tentatively titled Multiverse of Madness. Huh. Coming out next year. Huh. It's kind of it reminds me of H.P. Lovecraft's Mountains of Madness. It's yeah. A, so I wonder if they're going to try to do some form of a yeah. cosmic horror story hmm. within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that would be, if they pulled it off successfully, it would be just outstanding yeah. and just you insane. Know, we, we've had a bunch of conversations on this show about, it just feels like people, not people, it feels like they're making more horror movies that are designed for like mass commercial success. Right, yeah. And if anything defines, you know, uh, the, this era of box office success, it's Marvel movies. So I think the fact that they want to get there, you know, throw their hat in the ring, like, hmm. uh, that, I, it just feels like, I love it. I, lo- I want everybody making horror movies. Yeah. Good ones, bad <laughs> ones, cheap ones, expensive ones. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I have another, another news oh, item. Oh, fire away. So we have a special, another special guest here today. Yes. Chloe Grace. <laughs> Moretz. Moretz. You don't have it. I have it. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> Joseph, do you have a Chloe Grace Moretz reference for our listeners? Who is that? Who was that? <laughs> you guys hear that? No? Uh, Being a... <laughs> Wait, listener? What, what news do you have about Chloe? No, that's it. You just wanted <laughs> to be a spirit is here. <laughs> her spirit is here. One day. Mike, it was any wishful thoughts thinking. on Chloe Grace Moretz? Well, I love that the voice of Chloe Grace Moretz <laughs> is able to just be here live as we're recording. I thought that was a studio of, I thought that was like an overdub for sure, but no. Yeah, no. no. I am everywhere. <laughs> I watch you when you sleep and when you drink your beer. Oh. Frank, are you Hello? back? Oh, back. Phew. Okay. All right. Welcome anyway, back, Frank. so that was horror news. Well, that was horror news with Man, Frank and that was Joe a lot. and comic news with Mike. <laughs> no, <anytime laughs> Maybe a new Mike segment. Bring huh? all the horror-related comic news. We should just do like a voice segment. A voice segment? Like we like we mask our voices and do different things and like recite famous lines from movies. Chloe or Grace Moretz. <laughs> Bottle episode. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's get into it. Are we yes, ready for the movie? So, in honor of this movie's fixation with masks, we are going to break a list down of either our favorite scary masks from horror films or horror movies featuring masks. It's just a whole gamut. So, yeah. I think as our guest, since uh, we try our best not to be like, oh, I picked that one, I pick it too, uh, you get to go first, Mike. Oh, thank Mike. you. Thanks so much for having me on, by the way. I just, oh, yeah. Like, I'm having a great I mean, time. I really have a choice. Great, but great time. <laughs> Such a great time. You might try this again. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> um, I went with Blood and Black Lace. It's the oh. 1960s um, Italian Jallo film. It's the no-face killer. A lot of those movies have that same kind of feel. Um, this movie has an Agatha Christie-type murder mystery plot thrown strewn into it. Um and there's a bunch of killings, and they show the ki- you know the yeah, way a typical yeah. horror movie is. But um, what yeah. what is what does the mask look like? It's just like a blank face. It's like a no person face. So it's just huh. a person in like the top hat and the um, jacket, and then just a blank face. Frank, <laughs> what, what do you got? No. Uh, <laughs> what do you got me, next? First up, I gotta go with. I don't think there's anything uh, any mask scarier than a mask that's made out of a human face. So I'm going to go yeah. with leather face. Yes. Uh, iconic. I got to say, like, well, this is probably for another episode, but that remake they made in, like, 03 that got, like, 
really not well received. I loved that. Okay. I thought that was great. Um, Jessica his, Biel. Right? Yeah, Jessica yeah. Biel's in it. Um, and that that mask is so iconic. Um, I think it holds up well. Like I watched that movie not that long ago, and it still looks like it's made out of human flesh. Um, and the the character behind it is so iconically deranged. Um, not I think it is both my favorite horror mask and my favorite horror movie involving a mask. So cool. What do you got for your first joke? Uh, so Mike actually mentioned this when he was talking about his first one. I think the scream mask is so iconic and so yeah. scary still. And um, shocker, even From though slasher boy Joe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though uh, Scary Movie parried it pretty well <laughs> with yeah. like changing kind of the face. Um, yeah. But I mean, to this day, I'll see it and I'll be like, oh yeah, that still kind of creeps me out a little bit. What's your next one, Mike? Um, so I, just about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I agree that Leatherface's like dead skin mask, it, it's just so intimidating. The the idea of this is former victims. And in that same idea of just like a mask of intimidation, I went with um, Hannibal Lecter's mask mm. in Silence of the Lambs. It's just that one scene, um, but just the idea of a mask that's holding a person back as opposed to like he's wearing it to, you know, for his own purposes. So yeah. <laughs> you're talking about in that movie, you're talking about the straight jacket. Mask, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I was going to put on my list, but I'll just mention it now honorable mention or on my list he also wears someone's face in that movie oh yeah he yeah. also yeah. Yeah. wears a flesh mask right. which i think i saw silence of the lambs before i saw um texas chainsaw massacre and i remember not understanding what was going on <laughs> i didn't even understand that he was wearing a man's face but, but i yeah. think his actual mask though i agree is uh well it's also just his emoting like scary. anthony hopkins emoting like straight up eyes because like, eyes just yeah. yeah now, now when you see like the action figure of that character of Hannibal Lecter, it's just like yeah. it's all about the eyes too. It's it's not just yeah the, the right. mask itself. It, it is kind of amazing that he could do so much um, to just convey terror and emotion with so little. Like he can't move his body. Right. He's, he's on a dolly. Right. And with like twenty percent of his face showing, <laughs> it's it's really incredible. Yeah. What's your next one? Next one I want to get in there because I love the movie. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily Valentine? the scariest mask. Valentine. The, I, got that, Valentine. I got that honorable mention <laughs> on here. No, uh, The Masks and the Strangers, just because it is mm. one of my favorite horror movies. Um, and the masks in that aren't particularly terrifying in themselves, but the they, if, if you haven't seen The Strangers, you know, tune out now. But... Um, there's very little, we don't really know much about our villains in the strangers. And that's one of the things that makes it so scary yeah. is we don't like, we don't know their motives. We don't know what they're going for. We don't even know their gender. You know what I mean? Like they, they really, there's very little known about them. And the, the masks, um, the one that sticks out to me is uh, who I assume is the guy that is wearing kind of like a white burlap on his right. face. It's just so, um, humanless for lack of a better word which I, I think really feeds into the terror in that movie so yeah that's my second pick hmm. uh my next one is gonna be jason because <laughs> i think it's such a like in its simplicity though it, it's still so scary i mean it's just a hockey mask but like I, the I way they like do it up though and just everything behind the mask and just like the way it's presented i mean it, it does become this pretty terrifying thing i th i think that if like uh what's that show family feud 
you know, we, we surveyed 100 people. What is, you know, name a mask from a horror movie. I think that's got to be number one with a bullet is the Jason Hockey yeah. mask. Yeah, I could see that. And yeah. that's necessarily scary, but more just like iconic. Oh, yeah. Um, and absolutely. just like, kind of like what you were touching and I, upon. And I think but. that's only in like the third one. It's like, it's like, it's not in the original. Yeah. It's kind of like... It, it's just part of the series, though. It's, it just became such a big thing. Wait, it's not in the first what was movie? The I don't first think one? so. Because I think the first one is about... The, the mom. Yeah, the yeah. mom's the killer. Is so. he not yeah. wearing a hockey mask in the first? I, thi- I think he yeah, starts wearing, wearing it later right. in the series. It's funny that it became so huh. iconic when but it's just in the Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, number three. So I had Leatherface, but... Um, so I just have, as an extra... It's the modern movie, uh, the Purge franchise. I thought so many of the masks mm-hmm. are just, they're unfortunately underutilized, but they're really good. Um, so I have a couple. So I have like the um, the God, the Waving God mask. Mm-hmm. It's just like a white mask, and the guy has God written on it, and he just yeah. he sort of just like kind of just shyly waves. Um, it just reminds me of, that old saying of like, well, I saw the face of God and now I die. And just yeah. kind of yeah. the idea. Um, I'm up. Yep. My third All pick. You. Okay. So my third pick, and I have some honorable mentions I definitely want to throw out there. Um, this is not a per se horror movie, although I will say I thought it was pretty scary the first time I saw it. Um, more so picking it because it's an incredible mask is the mask from Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yeah. It's just oh, so yeah. disturbing and so freaky. And that movie, I, the That's first time you watch that movie, it feels very scary. Once you understand what's going on, or at least to the extent one Does can. Does anyone that's, really that's know that's what's a, going that's on? Definitely, <laughs> that's definitely a movie up to interpretation. It's not quite as uh, horror-y, so to speak. But the mask itself is really terrifying. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, so I like this movie called You're Next. Do you ever see it yeah. on Netflix? Yeah. 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 And um, the mask, it's like a home invasion movie, but one of the victims becomes this badass person that fights back and unsuspectedly, but um, the masks are pretty simple too. It's just like animal masks. So it's like a cat. And um, I think there was, I forget what the other animal is, but I remember watching and being like, Oh, like these yeah, just seem like masks. You'd see like in a Broadway show, like in the lion King almost, <laughs> but like now it's just in this totally different kind of world. And in this context, and uh, I found them to be very effective. So yeah. yeah. Any honorable mentions? Well, one we have to, because I, I was surprised it wasn't on the list, was the Halloween mask. Yeah. Like, yeah. The yeah. William yeah. Shatner. It's William Shatner inside spray out. Spray-painted white or oh, something. spray-painted white. I don't know. You know what's it, funny? Yeah, that's <laughs> like the story behind it. I yeah. always thought it was flipped inside out, but that wouldn't make sense if the hair is on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, people were dressed, I guess Star Trek, right? That's why the William Shatner mask would exist? Yeah. 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 Um, honorable mention for me, I had some other stuff on my list. Um the pig mask the guy wears in the first saw mm-hmm. um obviously close to our heart the cupid mask from valentine that you mentioned why earlier. was that number one on your list uh, I, i'm I will very say, offended though, for the pig mask i think there was a guy wearing a pig mask and a chainsaw in motel hell from like the 80s that was like a precursor to the saw mask oh yeah oh, wow. um, which also like even though the the movie is kind of goofy, has yeah. goofy elements at least. No, um, not Motel. Hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but it, <laughs> it still like a really good uh, mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the last honorable mention I had pulling a Joe here. I haven't seen this movie, but it's on my like watch. The amount of hate I got from you <laughs> for <laughs> mentioning that movie, searching that I never saw. Joe, it's not and, even a horror movie. 
Okay, but on top of that, it was because I hadn't seen it, so it was like a double whammy. Yeah. But here you are. But anyway, go. Uh, <laughs> no, pulling a Joe here. Haven't seen it, but in mm-hmm. every clip I or every like kind of list of of movies I need to see, this one keeps popping up. I we've talked about it. I really, really need to see Eyes Without a Face, oh, and there's yeah. that image of the girl wearing the kind of yeah. uh, blank expressionless mask that, that is definitely iconic mm. um but you know for, for for the better horror fans than i feel like i had to mention that one yeah mass episode oh uh since it's sunday quick score update the giants are losing <laughs> you drink to that yes i will hmm. i feel yes. like the third wheel now in this yeah. podcast <laughs> yeah. all right i'm gonna go start my own mm-hmm. <laughs> my own non-football yeah. frank and i, mean, I both have eagles shirts on indeed we do <laughs> yeah yes I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing a striped sweater. <laughs> anyway. So, guys. What really matters is Halloween. Halloween. Season of the Witch. Season Part of the Witch. <laughs> season of the Witch. All right. Um, first of all, this Ooh. was my choice. I kind of yeah. threw this out there. A- apologies? No. I'm sorry? Not at all. That is okay. nothing to apologize. Right. You only apologize when you've done something wrong, Frank. I thought there was <laughs> nothing wrong about this choice. Nothing. I feared that we would show up at the brewery today and you would tell me I had done something wrong. So good. I mean, um, I would never pass up the opportunity to do that, but yes. no, it's not deserved here. I mean, this was <laughs> such a ridiculous, fun movie. I think it's going to make for a great episode. But first impressions, um, before we get into like details specifics mike and then frank i want to hear your first initial thoughts on this movie about five minutes in i started laughing and <laughs> i i didn't had, stop i had like a minutes. yeah I was, it's a good movie to just have a beer or two and you're laughing looks amazing sounds amazing yeah it, i think yeah. it's the same people that did other uh john carpenter movies yeah and john carpenter helps with the music so it's it, like it's a good watch, yeah. and then it's funny because the plot is just so insane. My initial impression was, I don't think this movie is scary, but I actually would right. recommend it. Yeah. It's actually yeah. pretty fun. Um, so I yeah. enjoyed watching it despite maybe losing track of some of the details. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my initial impression was that. like, I, I, I think the buzz I heard about this movie is that people either hate it or they think it's like sneaky, like cult, culty kind of like a good movie. And I don't know if I'd go as far to say it's a good movie, yeah. but I did enjoy it. And I, I think I understand that part of it. What about you, Joe? What was your kind of uh, I you know, was upon credits rolling roller coaster of feelings? I was <laughs> laughing. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was bizarre. I got annoyed. I was like, what is this? But overall, <laughs> it was entertaining. I enjoyed it and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. I, I can understand why people would dislike it because it has the Halloween name. And if it was just a standalone movie that wasn't involved Mm -hmm. with the Halloween franchise, I think it may be more loved um, because it's so randomly placed in this lineage of Halloween films. But I'm with you. I think I would recommend it. Um, (laughs) But it's it's a weird film. And uh, it, it... it's kind of unexpected in a lot of ways, but so a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, it came out in 1982. It is Halloween Part Three, which would lead you to believe that it is the 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 third installment, or at least a continuation of the Halloween original Part Two. It is very not. It first of all, this movie has neither Michael Myers or Season of the Witch 
any witches. Now, maybe you could say there there's, was some witchcraft. The dabbling witchcraft. There's a warlock. Yeah, but there's there's no <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no coven. There's no pointy hats. There's no uh, you know traditional kind of witchcraft. Well, if you've seen the movie The Witches, Frank, you know witches take all shapes and forms <laughs> and sizes. They don't just rock like traditional. When he has. Which are, there, are there robots in that movie? Are there uh, evilly programmed robots in that movie? Because we had a lot more <laughs> robots in this movie than we had witches. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's the um, only yeah. Halloween movie that doesn't feature Michael Myers. And I think a lot of people were annoyed yeah. going into this movie because they expected a continuation of, you know, Michael Myers stalking people, yeah. doing his thing, and he's nowhere to be seen. The only reference to Halloween, which I thought was kind of clever, is that on the TVs, um, there's like uh, commercials for the original Halloween movie. Yeah. So this movie acknowledges that Halloween is a movie, yeah. not like a real, like it's not part of like the world that they all exist in. So that was the only reference though to the original Halloween. I think that was, apparently it was an attempt to turn it Halloween franchise into an anthology series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I which is an interesting that. take. Yeah. I uh, mean, apparently the initial goal was that they were going to make a bunch of Halloween movies and they would, you know, much like an anthology, they wouldn't really involve the same folks, right? And uh, I guess they felt as though they had exhausted the Michael Myers story. Yeah. Um, Good Little did they know. <laughs> yeah. Good in theory, but didn't really play out that way, unfortunately. <laughs> if this movie was better, I think actually they might have kept going with it and yeah, it yeah. would have been yeah i, I mean, actually it, really like that idea like that i think point, that would have been a good idea yeah. you know at that point by the early 80s like john carpenter isn't the legend he is today but he's established you right. know what i mean yeah. like he's he's given more leeway in making movies you know had um you know if the movie was better i'm sure he could have run with it more but it was risky though to like yeah. switch up the formula oh, something true. that was Boy, so was successful. there a lot of this movie that was risky yeah <laughs> uh, anyway so 1982 it was produced by john carpenter but not written or directed by him Writ, uh directed by uh so i can't remember the guy's name but he had, wallace he, maybe wallace something. tommy lee wallace yeah, maybe yeah. anyway he didn't whoever directed it didn't have any um uh, directing credits under their belt at that time. I always love to throw them a little uh, movie movie business facts. $2.5 million budget did $14.4 million in the box office, which doesn't feel that bad on a movie that costs less than $3 million to make. But like apparently, back then, too. Yeah, yeah. And, but apparently it was the least uh, commercially successful um, and also critically received uh, movie in the franchise. So the movie kicks off yeah. with this guy running for his life, uh, being tracked down and chased down by these men in suits. Um, Gray suits and black gloves. Yeah. I mean, they are finally dressed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this, the music is John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. And yeah it, like like synth and, and the look of it, too. It's just like, all right, now it really sets the stage. Yeah. Where yeah. The, the stakes are like you're anticipating yeah. uh, like a good movie. But here. not the yeah. Halloween score that I wanted. And again, beca they, because this is a standalone movie, I, I can kind of, I get why they right. went with a different, you know, score and song. But like, I just associate Halloween with that iconic, you know, yeah, <laughs> right, right. score. So I was um, missing it. But um, whenever like the guys in suits come up or when there's like a, a shock or a surprise, it's not like the sound you hear nowadays in horror movies to like really get the audience. It was like a laser beam. Oh yeah, it was it, like a very it specific is sound in eighties. It was nostalgia and it was, it was like a pew, like, pew pew, and I was like, 
Oh, so it, it gave it a very sci-fi be- feel. Yes, um, yes. I, I would say this movie feels beautifully, feels and sounds beautifully 1982. I agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, there is, yes. this, this movie is so oh, obviously right. early <laughs> yeah. 80s. Yes. Undeniable. But anyway, so this guy... So ultimately the guy's running he, for his he life. He crushes a robot between two cars. Okay, so that... The slowest that car is where in Wait, I cracked up and it's like, all right, now I know yeah, what this movie's going to be. You're yeah. off to a good start, right? Because... <laughs> so what, what what made you laugh about that scene? Just how slow the... the the car was moving toward him, and then for some reason he's like, "Oh, no yeah. the Like he just like his, his head drops <laughs> upward and back. Like yeah. his car, like his his body's reaction to a car crushing is kind of like he fell asleep. He kind of like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like flops over. Anyway, so this guy runs to a hospital. Well, he runs help. to a gas station. Oh, he runs to the gas and station. And then he, right. like, is freaking out, like, they're all going to kill us. And the gas station attendant's like, what just happened here? Brings the guy to the hospital. Um, and the, the guy in the hospital uh, that was running for his life is, like, clutching onto this pumpkin mask. And he eventually gets – so he's spending the night in the hospital. And this one of the other drones, <laughs> one of the other guys in the suits, like, comes in overnight and just – off kills the guy in a very specific way though he like this is, this gouges is, i think this is the scene in the movie that i was like all right i'm in yeah, like, that this, was guy, this guy comes in <laughs> casually gouges this man's eyes yeah. he, he covers his mouth and gouges his eyes expressionless the whole time the, the whole robot thing was very clear early on i don't know why i didn't know so it was a robot i didn't really I didn't think about it either no, but right, so but. He, he gouges the this dude's the guy from the first scene's eyes Papa out. Grimbage. Yeah, pop, Papa. <laughs> Who would kill Papa? Anyway, uh, so he, got, he gouges the guy's eyes out and at like the nurse walks in like as he's walking out of the room. Super casual. Filthy casual. Not worried about getting seen. I'm like, what is it with these guys? They don't even care about <laughs> Yeah. He goes back in his car and just like Bam. Blows himself up. He slaps gasoline on his face like a teenager putting on cologne to go to the mall. Just all of it, as much as possible, blows himself up and his car. And that's how we meet. Oh, do you want to? Well, just one? about that scene specifically. Yeah. He puts on gloves, which I'm just like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, then, like, then thinking about it later, I'm just like, why does he put on gloves? Yeah, you are. Mike. So- Robots love gloves. <laughs> Everybody knows this. He doesn't have to worry about fingerprints. He's a robot, right? So, like, what's he trying to? Yeah. But no, also, he's he, just like walking out of the hospital, like, yes, you see me. Like, you didn't know. occur to me that but, he doesn't have fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> he's a I guess just to throw you off because I, I did not in the beginning think like this is a robot. No, I not at all. Some government agent or something with a stereotypical yeah. suit outfit. Right, right. So this so, is how we meet the lovely Doctor Chalice. Oh my, yeah. Doctor Chalice so is our get, protagonist, who we, I well, could. It, the first isn't the first scene him at the house yeah so he's so he, one thing uh, we yeah. see is throughout this movie it's in the gas station it's at Dr. Chalice's house is that there is an ad for silver shamrock masks there's three of them there's a jack-o'-lantern a skull and wh- what's the other one? A, a, witch. Like a, a witch a witch yeah. face by the way, oh, which the only one, witch in the movie? Which one would you have bought? The oh, pumpkin s- skull for sure. The pumpkin witch. Oh, cool! Look at that. Look at us. Really? That worked out guys, too perfectly, guys. That they, did. They actually. have to make these masks. <laughs> Do we, dare we dress they up? Ma- they made these masks actually when this movie was released. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, they yeah. were promoting the movie through the mask. This is and our sure Halloween outfit. Actually, Hell yeah, boys. <laughs> Some uh, homemade yeah. uh, <laughs> shamrock. We should do another shamrock bros' night out. I know. As yeah. the as the three masks from season two. <laughs> anyway, so there's these three masks, and it's it's clear from the get go that they are being pushed. And you know, it's funny. It's like the uh, it almost reminded me of They Live. There's a lot of this movie that kind of feels like They Live, right. which is you know another John Carpenter movie um, that kind of uh, in, involves. 
you know, ulterior motives of, you know, people controlling things behind the scenes. But anyway, the uh, it's very clear that there's going to be this event that's going to happen on Halloween. Countdown yeah. to Halloween to get your silver shamrock mask and make sure you watch the event that's going to happen at 9 p.m. So th- the first thing we get with the doctor is at his house, and he's he gives his kids some other mask, and they're very unimpressed. Oh, his in- introduction is, this is classic. This is what makes the movie so hilarious. <laughs> we have a main character that arrives at his house, like his ex-wife's house, drunk, with like <laughs> crappy rolled-up paper bag presents for his yeah. children, interrupting yeah. their dinner, just yeah. arrives, and yeah. it's just like... Uh, here you go. And yeah. then, like, can't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah. It's like 30 <laughs> seconds in. He's like, oh, my pager. I got to go. Like, yeah. He like, could. <laughs> yeah. He was ready <laughs> to just storm. Yeah. He yeah. is so, so unlikable. Ridiculous. Yeah. He's absurd. I like, I like the, they really hammered over the head to his, like, drinking problem throughout the movie. They did. Uh, there's, a scene, there's a scene later we'll talk about that's funny where... Um, he is he's calling his ex-wife to tell him that like he's blowing <laughs> off his responsibilities and he's like no no don't worry i'll be i'll be back i'll take them trick or treating my fiance leans over to me during the movie goes spoiler alert he ain't taking them <laughs> trick or treating yeah <laughs> but, but anyway so you know he has this kind of failed home scene but he gets to the he gets to the hospital and takes it as his personal mission to figure out what well, happened at this hospital like he that, owns the place that's what baffles me he's not a detective he's not a no. cop which i would have understood more yeah. um and I, not I, only is he a drinker but he, go ahead well he says he's eight years as a doctor here he's on the night like the graveyard shift like yeah. what is he doing wrong Probably all that what drinking, is he I'm doing sure. <laughs> you don't think he's drinking, written up before <laughs> and he is a 2019 <laughs> hr nightmare because it appears there is not a uh, single woman so he encounters he this movie that was outside of his range of being hit on. and you know that was like the aspect of the movie that i'm like oh it's so dated that some people yeah. watching it now you really would be turned off by it and it, it's just insane yeah he, he grabs nurse Agnes's butt, right? Yeah, and, and is like, oh, you want to take a nap with me too? Like it, it's yeah. just like really cringy. He, when that happened, I was like, oh no, this yeah, is this he, is not I, funny anymore. Yeah, this is I made of, a note of that. This actually, is weird. Yeah, he is super gross, and we'll we'll get into how gross he is with another character in this movie pretty soon. But like that is that brings in another character, the the one who's who he grabs. Uh, she's kind of his like boots on the ground for the investigation. She also says well, no, so that's that, Ellie. So Ellie's the so he grabs the, he grabs Agnes, the, nurse. the nurse. No, but the nurse. Remember the whole movie? He's calling back to the hospital. The nurse is like, well, he's oh, calling that's, autopsy. That's like, he's that's like Teddy. the CSI. He's calling Medical Teddy examiner. the lab tech. Oh, yeah. that's a different person. Yes. Oh, because yes. he's like oh, sleeping. I, no, no, no. To keep also, track the of how many women? No, the lab tech is sleeping with. Everyone. They might have had a history because it was like. Oh, they definitely back did. And, yeah, because she's like, you yeah. owe me a dinner for this. And like, like, you know, I would love to get, have dinner with you. Yeah. And like, <laughs> meanwhile, he's sleeping with Ellie. Like, so I, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but it's just like, yeah. All right, what this guy is a total. Yeah, he's a pig. Piece of trash. So, so let's get let's get to Ellie. So what? Well, okay, so yeah, that's how we meet Ellie. So Ellie's the adult daughter of the guy that got killed in the yeah, hospital, Mr. Um, Grimbridge. And she's from LA. She arrives in the scene, and she's just like, "What's going on?" And then her and Doctor Chalice team up and become this duo all of a sudden which that that was hilarious because like they're showing him <laughs> at home which is terrible they're showing him at work he's napping throughout his shift now they show him like what does he do for fun he the she walks into a bar he's randomly dr- he's just drinking and watching a cartoon for some reason and then that cartoon by the way really <laughs> as got one me. does it was uh, it was like cartoon, what it was just like a tree or like a bush it was like a flowing like, coral yeah like 
Oh, do you think it was coral? I that's how it was I some kind it. of like plant. Like, just is like this? I thought blowing in the wind, and I, but I was like, what? Yeah, what is this cartoon? And yeah. Charlie, the bartender, is like, oh, do you, what? You don't like the sp- you don't have the spirit of Halloween? He's like, nah. <laughs> well, then, like that's what Charlie puts on in his like dark dingy bar, just like these awful cartoons. But, but Ellie walks in and she's like. Yeah, the nurses said this is where I'd find you. Like, he's known to be the hospital drunk when he's not. And yet yeah. he still has this job <laughs> as an ER physician. <laughs> like, how is this not concerning <laughs> to this community? That, this is the lifestyle that gets you eight years in the graveyard shift, all right? <laughs> but then they team up and agree to go on this journey to so figure out what happened. Basically, we learned that dad. Ellie's father, the, the deceased from the beginning of the movie, uh, runs a, a store. Is it a toy store? Yeah, so I think a, it's, it's a toy, a toy store. store. And she looks at his like daytimer, his like log, and kind of right. sees like the where he kind of goes off the grid is when he goes to follow up on an order of these masks. Right. Um, she goes, and I think that's where the problem happened. Mind you, um, Ellie is a good-looking young lady that is half his age, quarter uh, of a century younger than this guy. I looked up the actors themselves I- in real life; they're twenty-three years yeah, apart, and they look it sense. in this movie. Oh yeah, he's gross. Um, so they decide that they're going to go investigate this silver shamrock factory. This is where he's on the phone with uh, with his wife, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to pick this. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll be there for I'll, I'll be there to trick or treat. Yeah, right." Hangs up the phone and immediately grabs a six pack of Miller Life Miller High Life slams it on the top of like, the yeah. Gonna need these beers for the drive out to. Yeah. And he, he's like, "Oh, this is a, I have an important medical conference. I just can't miss it." Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. He, he's a real he's a real peach. So they they trek off to uh, beautiful sunny Santa Mira, yeah, which we find is where the Shamrock um, business is. I will based say in. the Silver Shamrock. Silver Joe. Shamrock. Excuse the me. San- so, Silver Shamrock. Novelties. Pay attention. By the way, yeah. the weird, like, just this part I actually liked. I liked the kind of them traveling. Yeah. The um, John Carpenter's music. It's just this creepy synth. Yeah. They have different shots, like these, this high above kind of bird's eye view shot of the town, them driving through the town, and yeah. you just see all the people with this. It's like this creepy, like they're looking through the windows. Yeah. I love that it's no like, one has anything to do but to look out the windows yeah. when like a random car. Like they it's, all are just like. It's so obvious. It's like this town has a secret. You know, my What's favorite part on? of this was as they're driving in. Now this is 1982. There is no internet. There is no Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> Dr. Chalice is basically running through what would be the Wikipedia page for Santa Maria's <laughs> like, established in 18-whatever uh, by the Pilgrims and became a largely industrial Irish town, yeah. like, population of this. Like, he had he had all the stats on Santa Maria. And I was just thinking, in 1982, where do you even get that information? Like, um, so this is where things get ridiculous. So they pose as a couple then to yeah. go investigate. His uh, idea. His yeah. idea. <laughs> right. Which I was, you know, again, how, how dated this movie is, right? When he proposes, like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll just, you know, you know, me and you, a younger woman, me, an aging alcoholic night shift uh, ER doctor, Ugh. we'll pose as a couple. People will buy that. And, you know, we'll get a couple motel rooms. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And she's like, well, sure. Yeah, well, at least it's that. like, OK, now we know why he's here. Like we like. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up in the he's not so concerned about this, <laughs> concerned about the security of his hospital. Well, that's when things start to spice up between them. So they're in the hotel room for the night. 
And then after oh after is... orchestrating this, you know, there's wait, this wait, discussion. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so they're in the room, and then there's they have this the most ri- awkward dialogue There's this ever. ridiculous line oh, where Ellie goes, great, "That's the second. So where do you want to sleep, Doctor Chalice?" And the way she says it is just like, "All right, oh. now we've entered a softcore porno." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "That's a dumb question." And then <laughs> just kisses her. Yeah. They well, just and, start and to go she's at like, it. Total, this is like again, what makes the movie feel so dated is like. You're looking at these two people, and like, there, there's just no in no universe these two are 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 attracted to each well, other. Well, and and then also, there was her father was just brutally murdered. Yeah, what what the hell's Daddy going on issues here? Abound. What the hell is going on? But there on? was no build up. There was no, no like references. Like there was like a something no. brewing. It was just out of nowhere, and that's exactly yeah, how you. The, kn- there's no romantic conduct. But just like them. all of a sudden, we're in this hotel room. So yeah. let's just like, hey, you're here. I'm here. Let's just like <laughs> get yeah. things going. It was oh so ridiculous. And you know what's the worst part? So over the next couple of days, like we see them post pre during coitus a couple times they've clearly had sex like two or three times before he goes to her wait how old are you oh uh, like, yeah Dude. that was the worst part when he questions her after the fact well, after they've slept okay with her multiple times another thing he like goes on a post-sex booze run yeah when yeah. he comes back and breaks curfew <laughs> yes <laughs> to get curfew. into also yeah he comes back We've already seen that they've packed this very little bag, and I guess within the bag, <laughs> I wrote this down, is this lingerie that she's wearing. Because yes. it's just like, well, how Mike, does she have this on? Like, Mike, that's how you pack light. <laughs> lingerie doesn't weigh anything. That that's was like the light. one thing she yeah. packed, like yeah. Yeah. to she's investigate like, me, this old crusty drunk ER doctor. But to like investigate, no, I'm gonna her go investigate my father. Yeah, what am I skull getting ripped apart? Yeah. Like, oh, Not some yeah. snacks or like you know. <laughs> practical things like batteries or <laughs> don't, why are you looking at me like <laughs> that <laughs> I'm just thinking like in what and universe did any of if this only, make sense? if and only her father was murdered during the day shift then she can meet a nice, <laughs> the nice doctor a that real was, doctor but like what <laughs> was appealing about him to all these women like there is nothing nothing, that nothing. Was because nothing. like Mike said this is written by this was uh, yeah, the director's version of himself 45 years right. old in who's the creating this movie <laughs> um, so, okay so a couple so, like wait, pop, go ahead. so hold on there's a 6pm curfew which i made a note that i love this town love <laughs> this town i would thrive in this town but the coolest thing is that you know there was a voice announcing the curfew yeah you know who was that voice oh, jamie no. lee curtis uncredited no. voice work and she also played the phone operator when huh. there were some scenes where he's frantically trying to call for help and oh. your call cannot be connected also jamie lee curtis so she does make some appearances cool via vocals that's only. awesome cool cool, cool. um but yeah, so you know the town they had the six p.m. curfew. There's cameras kind of monitoring everything, so you really feel like okay, it's a very like big brothery town. What the hell is going on here with this company? Um, and that's how we actually have a kill. So after they do their thing, um, he he goes in his little booze run and meets this like the neighborhood bum, I guess. Yeah. That's just like the drunkard. Super who, excited to see that Doctor Chalice has a bottle on him. Yeah, and. <laughs> Wait, that whole exchange when he's just it's like, amazing. he's like, I'm not sick. Can I like take a swig of that. Yeah. And the doctor's like, okay, never seen you before, but sure. He's really? clearly from really? a different time. But <laughs> he's, he's this movie in so many ways. <laughs> um, but Again, yeah, the death <laughs> scene with, with, the, with a grudge because he's like, why won't uh, Dr. Cochran or whatever, uh, Connell Co- Cochran. Colonel Co- Connell, yeah. yeah. Connell Cochran, like, why won't he hire me? <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> well, super employable, dude. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we begin? He so he actually killed. gets, like, his head just, like, ripped, ripped off. off. Yo, did you guys <laughs> think that they were going to have him off. perform a sex act on them? He grabs him by the head, and I was like, my mind didn't cross. Yeah, I, I thought was it was like, just more of, like, a, like, he's, like, okay, begging for his life gonna, thing. They're going to sexually assault this man, and then super casually rip his head off. Right. Like, tension. 
yeah. it pops off like a Barbie doll. Yeah, like, yeah. It was a missed opportunity for it to be a softcore <laughs> porn. It's another genre. No, they, they established that in other scenes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have that death scene. And then, oh, so we can't forget about the colorful cast of characters I that will we meet say, at the motel. Yeah. The way that they're introduced is so like amateurish. So he, he just like almost gets run over twice as he's walking down this uh, like on the outside of the motel, and then we meet all of the people that who are, are at this town at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like yeah. as Too they fun. do, as they do. <laughs> so there's there's this woman Marge or Marge. So we meet Marge. Marge. She Which, by in. the way, yeah. that in real life that was Doctor Chalice's wife, the actress that played no her. Way. Yeah, yeah. It was his first wife. Which he apparently did an interview that like yeah, it was super awkward that I'm doing these sex scenes with the because yeah. they were they were using one room to film this movie or uh, I guess like two adjoining rooms. And he was like, yeah, it was a little awkward for me to be doing these sex scenes with this with this young lady while my wife is filming scenes so Marge, she's getting her head blown open yeah. kind of so like, Marge plays like Marge is a uh, owner of a toy shop in San Francisco is in town to pick up an order we meet this other family in their RV they're like I, this I immediately in my notes I call them the white trash family <laughs> I thought of a Christmas vacation I was, I was thinking like, the same thing too yes, yes, yeah. 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 this is cousin Eddie's family <laughs> yes, yes yeah a little like messy unkempt just like little buddy yeah. little buddy but top on. sellers of the uh of the of the yeah. silver shamrock back. That's why all these people are here because they're all uh, people that sold the products of right. silver shamrock right. novelty. So I thought Mar- so Marge again is the one that owns the shop in San Francisco, and she has one of the masks with her and um, goes back to her room at night, and the chip falls out. Yeah, and I think her death scene was so cool. I got to give it to them. Why? I, know yeah. the, I know the budget was so minimal, but I thought like the the makeup and the prosthetics were great. So she's like looking at the chip and playing around with it. And this like ridiculous laser beam comes out and like yeah. blows her head. But like just like the aftermath of her face yeah. like sunken in, bloody. I was like, oh, this is the actually mu- pretty. The yeah. music was so. She, yeah. she flips off. Time. So it's the silver shamrock insignia right. on the back of the mask has the microchip in it that like she takes a bobby pin to it and it literally blows up her face but like laser beam shoots yeah. right and that's when i was like oh man like so now we that's like the first kind of moment we see like there's something up with these masks in terms yeah. of just like and we're yeah. also kind of introduced to the magical element of the masks because then there's like this Bugs. spider <laughs> yeah it's like crawling. this bug that yeah. like crawls weird. on her face and goes up her face like that's a hell of a laser so like, then what like, is going on so then uh mr cochran comes and like all the men in suits come oh to that take the was body so away see, and this was one of my favorite parts too <laughs> Was when uh, so Doctor Chalice and Ellie come out. They're like, "What's going on?" And just the whole explanation of like, <laughs> "Oh, we're just gonna take her from here. She's gonna get the best medical care." Yada state yada. of the art faci- medical facility in a toy shop. <laughs> but then the best part is they step away, like a foot away, and then they have a conversation. Like, so what happened here? And <laughs> Mr. Cochran goes, it was a misfire. <laughs> but like still with yeah. an earshot of Dr. Chalice well, and Ellie when they were like, no, everything's fine. And they like, step away and they're like, <laughs> say right. it was a misfire. Dr. Chalice, he's a doctor. Like, I feel like this sh- perfectly shows his intent. It's just like this dumb explanation. Like, yeah. Oh, at the factory, there's this state of the art medical facility. And he's like, Okay, yeah, let's go back to the motel room. Like, that's fine. Okay. Like, th- that have, makes total sense. Yeah, I have yeah. much bigger priorities on this trip. <laughs> like, what? Um, so, yeah, then we fast forward to well, anything about. Let's that go part? to the tour. Right, because yeah, so the, the, the white trash family or Cousin Eddie's family, who's the top seller of the propaganda masks, right. um, are on a tour with Dr. Chalice, who's kind of in the room when, when Cochran offers in the tour. They're on a tour of the facility. Is it at that point that 
the murder of the white trash family happens or is that no, not yet no, that's no, later on yeah. so later. they just get a tour of the factory and then they kind of see how the masks are made yada yada um and then that's when actually we get to a crucial scene where ellie sees her dad's car in the garage yeah i will say just prior to that though yeah. during the tour one thing that was i found creepy was um cochran putting on the mask of little but of uh, mm. little buddy and it, it was just like we've already established how dangerous these masks are and he's just like putting it on this kid's head and yeah. it was just like all right this is yeah that that was like the adult fear where you're just like oh no yeah i can't it's good that you mentioned that because little buddy's dad then asks like what goes on at like in this room and that's like the final, final process quality control stage where yeah. no one can go into and it's like this whole rigor reward and that's ridiculous explanation but that's i guess when all the magic happens, right. so to speak, right. with the masks. So at this point, isn't this where uh, Ellie gets taken? Ellie, Ellie kind of disappears. Or they go back to the go back hotel. to the hotel. Yeah, and then Ellie's gone. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. Yeah, there was nothing about the vibe of this movie that I didn't enjoy. I think that kind of the feeling, the mood, the 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 soundtrack accompany a bit, right. like is the best part of the movie. I think right. a, a, a crappier movie, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of crappy things about this movie. But like, you, you would have, I would have lost attention if it didn't feel. I don't know. Maybe I just like John Carpenter movies, and I enjoy the way they're put together. But exactly, like, yeah. I was I was full ride for this silly plot the entire time oh Me really too. no oh, I, I was annoyed <laughs> like, i like loved it yeah. and then it would just be like oh what the hell is this <laughs> yeah. i would just go back and forth and then that's ultimately my takeaway so we get to the factory and that's when uh dr chalice is making his way through um and then he has his encounter with uh cochran cochran, cochran yeah, yeah. Say clark yeah right before he has the encounter with cochran he's walking through the he's hiding through the town then he breaks back into the factory yeah yeah so one part about this that is just hilarious we've already established these robots are ripping through skulls they're like ripping skulls apart they're ripping heads off of people he punches one out he's just like (laughs) punching one and because he's the main character it's like of course he's punching out a robot but that's ineffective (laughs) later remember he tries to punch that other (laughs) robot out they're just wearing punches well he's punch he punches the robot out and then he rips through its stomach and pulls out like android intestines yeah, and all that goo. oh wait is this the knitting doll <laughs> all the goo no no bef- i think it's before is it before or oh after? yeah I, don't, I know you're the talking guy about tries the knitting to kill doll him. Yeah, yeah i'm talking about like one of the suit men he that he's attacking there. and yeah. it's just like well throughout this whole movie these are these indestructible things i mean yeah. besides the car hitting the one but if anyone yeah. could pull it off it would be dr chalice i mean he's a man <laughs> of many talents and nothing seems to get <laughs> <laughs> idiot <laughs> after that he gets captured yeah and then cochran does this thing that like the stereotypical villain who is revealing <laughs> his master plan for some yeah. reason oh, and that's keeping a, this on. person alive. The, do you remember when he gets taken? At, so he because doesn't he kill one robot and then other robots come yes. grab him? Yes. He. Do you notice he does this twice in this movie? He kind of like faints without fainting. Yeah. He kind of goes like, <laughs> just kind of like melts. Right. And it's not like he gets knocked out or suffocated. He just kind of like succumbs. <laughs> like, it's so weird. So then, yeah, yeah, he gets taken in. Cochran divulges the whole plan. And as an audience Who? member, I love when they, <laughs> oh, I love yeah. when they piece everything for me. I don't. Think I they- <laughs> I want to put I'm going to put the divulgement of the plan completely on our guest. Tell what. 
Is that, a, fa- is that a fair thing to do? Right. How? That- <laughs> I love the plan. <laughs> Break it down. And he's it got, is he's so got, crazy. I have a note notes. specifically about he's got, like, the arrow- plan. He's got arrows. He's got this is serious. Chart. I okay. have a flow chart. Lay it, on us. Lay it on us. What do you yeah. got? <laughs> so, Warlock uh, Kanal Cochran. He wants to bring back Samhain, which apparently like 3,000 years ago was this pagan version of Halloween. So the, the whole idea of, so the pagans used to sacrifice livestock in preparation for winter around the time of Halloween. So somehow it gets mixed in that like we're, we're killing children too. <laughs> we're sacrificing a children. Na- a natural step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the the hills are red with blood of livestock and children. Yeah. And he wants to bring this back. Um, and he knows of this ancient sacrificial circle that is established through Stonehenge. Right, because Stonehenge is part of all this. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's get to that. <laughs> they stole a rock from Stonehenge. And that's a- in the beginning. Like the news clips in the beginning. Yeah. Is like, There's a missing rock from Stonehenge. Oh, really? I yeah, know, yeah. I completely... And I remember that. seeing that being like, oh, no, don't tell me this is going to come back somehow. I was like, please let that just be like a did. random plot or like a random thing in the background. Of course. Not yeah. at all. It was a crucial, <laughs> pivotal, pivotal part of all this. So for some reason, basically what happens is they're chipping off pieces of this Stonehenge rock, which I don't which, think the Stonehenge situation has like witches and warlock connotations, but in this in right. this movie they right. do I thought it was like the a lot Stonehenge, more ancient than like witchcraft the Stonehenge like, rock apparently has some magical power that even the dusting of it creates creates a uh, face explosion that uh, your body then generates insects and snakes yeah yes. I think it's like when yes. the Stonehenge rock is like aligned <laughs> yeah. with all of this together yeah that's that's the naturally that's that, what we that is get. what we expect that's what we get but yeah Oh, that's the whole plot here. I, I will say, this is just a total aside, but I found it interesting. So the theme of the Silver Shamrock throughout the whole thing, it has like a familiar vocal pattern to it. And I, I looked it the up. The commercial that's like yeah, one the day commercial. to Halloween, two yeah. days to Halloween. Yeah. It's um, London Bridge is Falling Down, My Fair Lady. It's this famous nursery ah. rhyme is what they're using. They're using that vocal pattern, but being yeah. like... Halloween See, is coming soon. Wow, yeah, I would coming not. Soon, com- yeah. And I've, through my exhaustive research of Wikipedia, <laughs> you're the best guest. Whoa, <laughs> he's putting no us offense to shame. Like, London awesome Bridge is falling down. There is a child sacrifice theory from 19th century folklorists, in which uh, the London Bridge apparently has buried children in its foundation, and that is what keeps the bridge. From falling from down. Falling down. So the connection moly. of like we have to sacrifice this chil- these children in order to <laughs> mind is blown. <laughs> Frank is putting his mic. He's putting his mic down because he needs to like <laughs> Thank think. You. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That is great work. That is far more research. Wow. Than I think do we just awesome. do we just like give the podcast? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> we would never have looked that deeply. Joe, uh, it's time to demonstrate your worth because you're, it shouldn't be necessary. Your potential replacement has clearly demonstrated his value. Like my dance I'm doing? It is a great dance. It's a great dance. Sorry. So, Mike, that is fascinating. Yes. Um, and that ties in, I guess, to the title of this movie. So that's where we get the whole right. witchcraft 
witchcraft element. Yeah, the and closest we get to witchcraft is like this guy's this guy's like a warlock. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, basically, he he kills the the cousin Eddie's family well, through that, their kid. But like, which, we can't gloss over that because that no, scene is pretty that, incredible. I so think. in two in two ways, just as a scene itself, it's. It looks amazing. The mask, the way the mask transforms, is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, when you mean yeah. like the little boy and little yeah, buddy the little boy, little buddy's yeah. mask, like that just looks so. It just like his face melts away, and I mean, it's a child's death. It's like extreme. It's yeah. at an extreme yeah. point. And then for um, Doctor Chalice's character arc, it's like, okay, now he's being forced to care. Like this whole movie, he's trying to get out of even having any association with his kids barely like but now he's forced to see a child die and now he cares and now it's like i have to save the world right yeah is that concerning is that that's what it took for him to care about oh it's absolutely that's what makes this movie hilarious i guess hey at least like he reaches that point Um, (laughs) but yeah so then (laughs) there is some character growth arc in this movie but what was interesting is that when little buddy dies like tons and tons of snakes and bugs galore just come out it's not just right. like one right it's like a bajillion and then the mom passes out and then the dad just gets overtaken by all this but i can't think can't open that door can't it's yeah just too locked. um i thought that was so well done um yeah. so yeah and then after that they then put a mask on dr chalice don't they they like yeah, they, tie they him up tie put a mask on, on he's like TV. all right they're like bye like See ya. So I don't know if we've explicitly said this, but the premise is that when this ad of the flashing digital pumpkin or jack-o'-lantern shows at 9 o'clock on Halloween is uh, kids' heads all over the country are going to explode with, with insects and snakes, right? And they, they, they show uh, scenes all over the country, and it's labeled like e- each individual town all over the country of the kids buying these masks. Uh, so at that point, I mean, wh- I mean, what happens here at this point? <laughs> like, so now he, he's, he locked, he's, he's locked, locked in a room. Yeah. yeah. This part is so insane. <laughs> he's locked in a room and he is strapped. Um, <laughs> he has at least three straps around his body to a chair. He, as a superhero, like power strength, he's just like single hand, single kick through the television, yep. bust the television open. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> is able to somehow get a p- piece of a shard of glass off the ground into his hand, where he's he cuts one of the three straps, and then he does something insane. So before, like while he's being strapped, Cochran just as a little like uh, cherry on top of the like the pie. He just like puts one of the shamrock masks on dr chalice's well, face obviously because he wants his head to explode yeah, exactly with snakes and insects exactly. as well so chalice only one of the three straps is off of him he takes it off and then with a single toss <laughs> he throws it up and it lands on the security camera that's in the room so that the robots can't see what he's doing <laughs> And then he he he's breaks the, free. He's Dr. the Chalice. best fine motor skills of any alcoholic. <laughs> like, what in, in film history? <laughs> yeah. He's just talented in so many ways. So yeah. he ends up getting out. And, yeah, diehard style, and just through the ventilation. <laughs> then he, uh, <laughs> he's just gone. Right. Were you wondering what was going on with Ellie this whole time, though? Yeah, because I was like, yeah. where is she? Like, she's the one that wanted to go on this whole. Right, she's yeah. been kidnapped since the hotel. Well, there there we, is a we little don't know. bit while they're running back and forth. I think right. it's before he gets tied up where he right. sees they her. Showed anyway, he ends up getting out, and they end up in a is their scene. Yeah, their scene together is before the end. So, but well, before, before that, that, though, they, the like, first they defeat thing is all the, the so the yeah, exactly. He 
He's like in, like, the they're room? still in the factory. Yeah. He releases Ellie, and then they go through the factory in it's a, lot. a comic comic style. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going like from. <laughs> So in the factory, there's a bunch of boxes in this main room with little shamrock stickers. I wish so you these guys must could be the, see Mike's hand demonstrations well, right now because they really are <laughs> facilitating my memory of the movie. The movie. Well, no, but really. It, so in between boxes, there's this open space, and there's yeah. in the middle, there's a circle with all of the robots working on their gadgets, preparing for the 9 p.m. Magic Pumpkin Show. And in between the boxes, you just see... A rolling shelves of masks <laughs> because Dr. Chalice and Ellie are just like, instead of seeing us, we're just going to roll through <laughs> the factory with like these masks covering us. How, how else are they going to do it? It <laughs> was like a Scooby-Doo it was <laughs> episode. Yeah, it was, thankfully for Dr. Chalice, they, the villains have left boxes filled with the little buttons, the electro buttons right like the the insect like, snake like zapper. just out yeah, yeah. in the main room for and them to find yeah <laughs> so like, this is a company town <laughs> there's nobody in this town that's not involved in this massacre. so genius they go up top to, to like the a rafters. higher level yeah. yeah and just like <laughs> dump out right like so all the so yeah chips. like uh dr chalice he previously in seeing how they killed the kuffner family he saw the buttons that they hit on the machine, so he hits the same sequence of buttons. Is that what he? I was yeah. Like, is he just no, no. Random he, things. He uh, saw it because they okay. made they right. made him watch how See, they is, killed the Kuffner. This is the, the point in the movie where the cell phone came out for me. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> checked out for like because this was a good twenty minutes. I think. I, I feel like I understood where we were going at right, that point. I was right. like, I'll check back in when we get right. There. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, and, and then like he's up on the rafters. Uh, the magic pumpkin. Like sequences going on all the TVs that they have around yeah. the robots, and then he ju- he throws a box full of those electro um, like the chips, that yeah, go the chips yeah. onto the robots, which then kill them all. It's yes. just like well, single handedly. Is, is that when like the blue laser ring happens? Right, so. and then like, but all the chips perfectly landed on. <laughs> it's like one chip per robot henchman. It was like. Brilliantly done. How Dr. Chalice does no wrong. How else just... that happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so, so then there's like a blue laser ring in like kind of computer lab of controlling bet- yeah, the Yeah, so there's the blue laser, the, there's the ring, there's Stonehenge, and then and in then between Cochran's is between, Cochran. He gets blitzed through his head by yeah. the blue laser ring. This and disappears. The, this he be- just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> but he like gives them credit at the end. He, cla- he applauds he them. Like, yeah, it was just very noble and kind of classy. Like, huh, He's like, huh. go figure, told my whole plan to He's my like, enemies, and well, they yeah. figured out how to stop it. <laughs> at this point, I mean, we're basically at where Ellie and Dr. Chalison and Cardigan. Well, this is the so, best part. So then they, yeah, they leave, the factory's on fire, the whole town seems to be on fire. Yeah. Actually, this is my favorite part of the movie, because I thought, okay, I was like, cool. They like, I knew they were going to blow it up, like, great. Like, was that really it? Like, I need something a little bit more. And yeah. then I got it, and then I got it in the And you scene. know... I was genuinely surprised. I, I didn't, didn't know. know either. So, guys, tell the audience what you're talking about. Well, Frank, Ellie was a robot. <laughs> so, I <laughs> did not see it coming in this scene, <laughs> but pretty much they're like, you know, speeding away and Ellie just like I forget, does she, like, take the wheel first? Or she, like, kind of just, like, looks at him. And she she turns to him, like, super ever since, and then you see Ever her since Dr. Chalice rescued her in the factory, she has been unusually quiet. Yeah. But you, I chalked it up to 
they're in like the excitement of trying to get the hell out of there. So it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, she's just going with on there. She's just following his lead. So question. She was not a robot the entire time. No, our theory so. is that after she gets taken, yeah. they make a robot. I of her to wonder. Her. I think so. Yes, See, this is I, kind of I a, agree a with Frank there. Yes, that was my question because I look back now and I'm like, huh, was she maybe a robot the whole time? Like, there's no proof that she was the daughter. Well, it, it was if she, she was a robot the whole time, it's then the plot is so much more insane than it was. Because, like, <laughs> why even bring this guy in? Exactly. He's drinking at the bar. He could care less it's about her, any it's of her it. idea to go to the town. So that was my to thought. To get right? him to go because maybe they wanted to get rid of him but in they the most can elaborate just, way possible. Uh, I mean, they is, could just kill him yeah, and blow yeah. someone else up. Like, right. to like, what end are they making a robo-Ellie? Like, what... What are they doing? And what yes. was the purpose? They, they can fast produce these? Like, <laughs> Well, to their credit, that was very that was a very quick turnaround with a robot version of her. But secondly, yeah. like, why do they even need to do that? Like, he didn't need to... Why are they even making the masks? Like, they can make this robo-army just... The, you know, the because flick of a switch. Gonna, like, just like, it's all about the sacrifice. <laughs> if okay? you're going to sacrifice and destroy know, children, you put all this effort into steal <laughs> a piece of an ancient artifact, um, you got to use it. you got to make people's head explode yeah. with so, snakes and insects. So there's this long scene, not long, but there's a scene at the end when, you know, Ellie and Dr. Chalice are going back and forth. Oh, he, it was like, long. Rips off her this head. is probably my her favorite scene. Her arm comes off. It was very he Chucky. He has to fight her arm. And it was very, body. It was very well, Chucky to me. I got yeah, Chucky vibes. It's disassembling the robot. It's the aspect of they're dead or are they yeah. like, it just it, <laughs> different parts of her body just keeps coming right. back and just it. you think like it's done yeah. like of course her <laughs> forearm that comes back it's yeah like then one. it's just the hand just yeah. attacking him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but ultimately um, oh did you remember there's a beautiful scene in this where her head and her body are separate yeah. and her head looks over <laughs> at her body I was just like yeah. this is what I'm here for exactly yeah. this, is, this, is the, this is the best sort of content this movie has to offer right sure. that moment was she like huh is this the movie I signed up for? Like, is this <laughs> is this what I thought it would be? Or like, am I okay with this? I was just curious. Like, I looked her. What is the emotional yeah. truth of playing the cyborg <laughs> that notices its um, own body? But then, uh, yeah. So then, at the end, man, the poor gas station attendant, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Chalice, ends up at the same back. gas station. Yeah, I gotta think he's, that the he's opening like, I scene got this job. He's like, like, I need to like, yeah, get out of this industry. Like, move, move. Well, shop, he but. gave like in the beginning in the hospital. He gave the moral of the story. I felt like so he was oh, saying yeah. like. I was always taught to help unless there's trouble. Yeah, and there won't be any trouble, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting, yeah. So uh, at the end, Dr. Chalice... Oh God, I, t- I saw a much darker... Story. I thought it was more like racial... Yeah, I thought so too. Oh, really? Yeah. For every oh, reason okay. in 2019, people yeah, you know, wouldn't yeah, want to be involved yeah. with the police. Right, but uh, I don't think the movie it, was that smart. So I don't think they were going at it from that <laughs> angle back then, but looking at it now... Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Dr. Chalice is frantically calling TV stations like, Which, pull the commercial or pull, you know. Yeah, his so acting in that, actually, I found amazing. Like, yeah, it was get, really out, get out of compel- here. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. Like, his, like, stop it, stop it. He keeps screaming yeah. it. Like, I understand. believed I it. And I was it, like, you know. this is the best emotional part of the movie. I think actually. it was the most suspenseful part of the movie, yeah. for sure. He, hang on, though. <laughs> Very important in this scene. 
Who is he talking to? He's talking to the Universal TV Authority that universe, controls yes. all of oh, television, of like, which there is only three channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it, uh, <laughs> it was so dumb. Yeah. It's 1982. There, are, uh, there's no cable yet. Yeah, so, so like, but it's Doctor Chalice, of course. He there gets is to call one the CEO person. Of every comp- like he no, gets no, 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 but he's not. That's see, that was what I was thinking about because I'm thinking CBS, ABC, Fox, right, or CBS, NBC, NBC ABC, yeah. right? The th- three major networks or whatever. He's he's on the phone with one person. I know. He's clicking <laughs> the, so like, is he on the phone with the FCC? Well, it doesn't really go according to plan because gets, one station does not take off. two of the, the big uh, three yeah, to take it off. Not the third. And then it's Roll actually kind of cool. So it yeah. plays. And then I actually couldn't take my eyes off of it, though. Did part of you like want to not look? But like also you kept looking at the pumpkin flashing. Like you're not supposed to look because like you know what happens. True, but like little well, that's know, you falling Joe into like this, the movie but then wearing I, a silver shamrock mask. <laughs> Wait, you you weren't. Wait, hold on. You, <laughs> Were you not you wearing give me I mine, missed though. out on that, and but I, wish I was I like, had. I could see why this is so hypnotic. It's <laughs> just yeah. like the flashing pumpkin. But anywho, so um, that kind of left it open, I think, to future sequels, which obviously didn't happen <laughs> uh, because it was so. Yeah, Halloween dis- four, we're right back. It was like, so. Oh, they brought him back like that, and like never mind. Never happened. I gotta say, I mean, maybe it's the delicious uh, beers we've been drinking and the great company, but like, as dumb and unscary as this movie was, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. So that kind of ties in then to the last two questions we always ask: Was it scary, and would you recommend it? You kind of said it no wasn't yes. scary. Yeah. So no and yes. Okay. How about you? Same way. No and yes. Like it was not scary. It was interesting, but at the same time, especially if you're with a group of people drinking, it's yeah. It, like, you should definitely watch it. <laughs> it's so, silly it's so amazing. It's uh, I like love and hate this movie. So I don't think it's scary. I agree. I don't know if I'd recommend it though. I no. I'm on the fence because you. Joe, actually, we want people. You, to you have to, to be drinking to watch the movie. Oh, that's though. a. Oh, yeah. that's you a, can't just sober watch. That's the a prerequisite. Movie. Like, you, yeah. like you're gonna. Yeah. Enjoy you use this. this rationale for a movie, and maybe it was Valentine when there's so many other awful movies to watch to like have a good time with. I don't know if it was. I think it was Valentine. You used that when you, it was the recommendation, yeah. and I could see that applying here. Okay, but this is like a special kind of bad. <laughs> so maybe you should watch it. I don't know, I'm on the fence. It's just like a it's, funny thing. Like I can't think ugh. of another horror series where they randomly made a movie that didn't have anything to do with the plot or the characters from the rest and for of the that series. i appreciate it's yeah. so gutsy like it helps just, that it's part of the halloween franchise yeah so this is to our <laughs> that's what earlier, makes you like it more what we were talking about like oh like maybe it would have maybe it would have done better if it weren't a halloween movie like it because it's it's a you know the movie is what it is it obviously has nothing to do with mike myers and that whole thing so maybe if it was just its standalone movie it would have not been so hated but at the same time, it probably would have just been forgotten. The impact would have yeah, been Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, you know I, I, mean? I agree so with like, that. It's kind of, yeah. uh, you, you almost find, like in hindsight, I don't know if they were planning this, but it's like they snuck this silly, crazy horror movie in with this mega franchise or, or what it would become. I think it would have been better yeah. as an episode of The Twilight Zone, like a one-hour episode or like Are You Afraid of the Dark? I could see this being like a perfect Very Twilight zone yeah. for sure. Yeah. That yeah. Was, as I was watching this, I was like, oh, I could really see this in like that kind of format. So that brings me now to Scare Are They Now? Oh. It's, like a, it's like a hybrid of Scare Were They Before? Or No, wait. That's not what it's called. Scare Come have on, they, Joe. Scare have they been? Slash scare are they now? There you so, go. Nice. And it's a really obscure character. So the ex-wife of Dr. Chalice. Oh. Yeah. So 
she her name is nancy i think it's pronounced kyes k-y-e-s um that's the actress's name she used to go by nancy loomis she was in the original Halloween. She played one of Jamie Lee Curtis's babysitter friends. Oh, really? Yeah, and then came back for this movie. So that's where she was before. One of her. So she played Annie kind of in the neighbor. original Halloween from 1978. Um, now she does sculpting and teaches theater. So no longer oh. in the acting world. So that's what she's doing now. But I thought it was really cool that she was like part of the original. Yeah. Came back in this one minor role, which was pretty comical, especially the scene. Oh my gosh, we've got to talk about this. When Dr. Chalice like realizes what the masks do, and he's calling home frantically, and she's like, <laughs> "You're just jealous that like your I, masks are terrible." I gave him these, you know, and like funny. the way she it, in like, the way, that, <laughs> and it's like Charlie Brown's like. Yeah. It was just yeah. like <laughs> the <laughs> nagging, yeah. yeah. You know but like funny? the viewpoint a, of like, but, like I kinda, Dr. Chalice. But like, are you gonna like, uh, are you gonna like you know take this? seriously like he is a drunk like he's ridiculous like, and, and that was totally valid too it was just like yeah, yeah. he was terrible throughout but I just this whole movie how that played out yeah. you know what you know what's funny is like again we're we're at that point in the movie where i am paying loose attention to the details I know, frank's like what are you talking about that happened no i don't remember that and i remember thinking what an asshole like He's he's totally worried about like you know the society and all all these other kids. Never mind, he's got two kids specifically. He actually does right. could make a okay, but so his he does make a phone call. Hangs it, up because she's took, like, "You're just jealous that I got in the mask that you're telling me to like take it off." It took like witnessing a child's death to yeah. uh, to for him to realize. Well, you know, everyone yeah, should moved. care about his own kids. Something so. tells me he's not going to be any more engaged. <laughs> well, guys, to uh, Halloween three season of the witch. Hell Cheers yeah. to that. Cheers to you all. Cheers, Cheers. to Mike. Thank Cheers you for joining. Thank you so Mike, much for having me. Cheers thank you for finally agreeing to do this. <laughs> yes, I yeah, feel like yes. we we dragged you tooth and nail, and maybe we could get you on again. <laughs> yes, awesome. yes, anytime. You brought a lot to the it. to the was, conversation. Was, I love again like the things you picked up on, the things you <laughs> emphasized. Um, Check us th- out on Instagram. Thank you to Ars Brewing oh, yes, also thank- for hosting yes. us. Um, and happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Maybe I ought to get another room. That would look sort of suspicious, wouldn't it? What I mean is, if you'd uh, feel more comfortable, uh, I could sleep in the car. Be better on this floor, anyway. Where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? That's a dumb question, Miss Grimpich.